0: The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. We are Templars. We are Warriors. We're supposed to fight for the Holy Lands. Nightfall. New series tonight at 8 on History. Now in free preview. Engaging conversation with Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the afternoon news on 630 Jet Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station.
1: So we have time for a few more questions with uh, Will and estate lawyer Andrew Ko from KBL Law. You can follow him on Twitter at that lawyer guy and um, a couple of people texting in about, about children. Number one, what happens to children if both parents pass away? Number one. And then this one, don't know if you've had this question. Just turned 31, have a toddler, another baby on the way. When's a good time to do a will? We've been in our house about three years, but we don't really have anything. So what's the point of going through the work of making a will at this time? And I'm going to say it's because you have kids. Yeah. Because you have kids. And we need to talk about um, um, beneficiaries. Not beneficiaries. I'm guardians. sorry, guardians.
2: Guardians. Yeah, so I always talk about how your how the children... Uh, yeah, I always talk there. about how children are... Uh, are needing a, a guardian, and um, and for most people, their their kids are their galaxy. So why not have Guardians of the Galaxy, right? <laughs> yep. And we always recommend having at least one person or set of people as a as a first primary guardian, and then having alternates. So you would put that in, in the, the right will. in the will. If you don't have any guardians named in the will, you know your your mom can't just go and take care of your yeah, kids. for What happens? For you. Um, I fortunately not had to deal with this ever okay. because we've had the wills. But what does happen is essentially the government kind of steps in, you know, the director of children's services. The kids may be put into a foster home temporarily until somebody makes an application to say that it's in the child's best interest for them to be the guardian.
1: But and it's just not an automatically going not, to grandma and grandpa or something. It's very generally
2: speaking not an automatic okay. because, because you know, there's systems in place to deal with when you don't give your intent. Now, somebody could still challenge that. You run into the problems if you do have separated parents and one parent unilaterally mm-hmm. in their will naming their new partner or somebody else. That does Just because you put it in the will doesn't mean that somebody can't challenge it, especially another parent who is no longer with that uh, individual. Yeah. But you definitely need to have guardians in your will. Um, otherwise, you're going to run into you know problems, especially when your kids are already mourning your loss. And then to the second question, I would say that that, that, that caller or texter is kind of my... Um, my favorite type of client, you know, I come to the house, I've got little, you know, trinkets, chocolates, mm-hmm. whatever. The kids are in the corner coloring DC superhero girls, <laughs> coloring sheets. But that's kind of the prime time to get a will done. Again, anybody over 18 should have one. But getting getting married is kind of the next step or being with someone who if you were to pass away, you say to yourself, well, I want that person to mm-hmm. manage my affairs. I want them to get everything. That's the next stage. Then when you have kids, Absolutely doesn't matter how much you have, like we are talking about off-air, if you pass away and don't have a will and you don't have a lot to your name, then you have to go and go through probate. Let's say you have ten grand to your name when you pass away, then you're going to go and pay a lawyer probably at minimum three to $5,000 mm-hmm. to go through probate. So you could have spent $300 or whatever it is, get that in place, ensure you have guardians, ensure who you want to take care of your kids and your affairs are in order, who gets your properties, who you want to mm-hmm. be. We can also control, Jaylin, when the kids get their share. Okay. You may have kids, and maybe they're one years old, so they aren't that rebellious yet. But you're anticipating, well, I don't want my kids to get their share until they're a certain age, or if they need it for their education, etc. So we can control all of that with the will, which you're not going to get otherwise. A couple more uh, questions in the
1: limited time that we have. Is there a time limitation on challenging a will?
2: I would say if we follow the Limitations Act, generally speaking, it's kind of two years from the date that you suffered a loss that you have a right to challenge a will, that can kind of sometimes get extended to 10 if you didn't know about the loss. Mm-hmm. Um, what we do when we're doing probates is we actually um, send out a notice kind of to creditors, if you will, in, in the paper, and that kind of, you know, circumvents that. Um, people will bring up things all the time, and then you end up getting stuck dealing with it. But there, there are definitely limits in place and restrictions as to how long you can wait around because you can't do it forever. If you are a minor, though, that that um, limitation period can sometimes be two years or ten years after you turn 18. Okay. Right? So let's say you were seven when the will happened, and, you know, somebody didn't act on your behalf. Then you can get uh, a little bit of an extension on that.
1: All right. Calvin's on the phone waiting patiently. What's your question, Calvin?
0: Uh, the one thing that I was wondering was: uh, uh, is there a way to search your yourself
3: uh, prior to making a will? Because there's a lot of these insurance, uh, you know, insurance policies that you get in, credit cards, and all that kind of stuff that have have life insurance, but nobody ever knows about it. That's just my question.
2: Yeah, uh, Calvin, thanks for the question. Thanks for the call, Calvin. One thing we do is. Um, we go over all the assets of the client first off. And the reason for that is that your will actually only f- deals with things that form part of your estate. So if you have RSPs, life insurance, TFSAs, anything that names a beneficiary, whoever you've named there doesn't actually, uh, well, it's, it's going to get that money. So if you have a case where you're recently married, and you've got your mom as your beneficiary, Mm. if you were to pass away, your mom may not be in your will at all. (laughs) But she's still going to get that life insurance money, and she's not going to actually have any obligation to give it to your spouse. So that's one problem. Uh, We also circumvent the issue that Calvin raised by leaving with our clients a little asset liability inventory so that when somebody's dealing with their affairs the client's already laid out hopefully all the places that they have insurance, that they have investments, okay. etc. But I can't think of, a, of an inventory of insurance, if you will.
1: Okay. Drew has a question. Says, what if the lawyer or firm that drafted your will no longer exists
2: when you die? Drew, thanks for the question. It, it depends upon if the lawyer keeps the original will or not. Let's say that they do keep the original will. Um... When a lawyer does pass away or retire or heaven forbid, and for me anyways, hopefully never gets disbarred, uh, there's usually a, a custodian that takes over, which is not a janitor, but an actual other lawyer <laughs> who takes over and uh, will administer it that way, contact all the clients and so on. So there are ways around uh, if your lawyer no longer is with us for whatever reason. Uh,
1: could just a couple of things that pop in the top of my head here as far as I- in the will as well. You can you can allocate money to charity if you would like as, a, as a beneficiary. And what about taking care of animals, pets? Yeah, sort of
2: um, A lot of people ask me, well, why, when I send him the questionnaire, am I asking about pets? Well, pets are important to many people. Yep. There was a case actually where a lady decided to leave all of her estate to her pet. And unfortunately, um, her son, I believe, was actually... Uh, Not thrilled about it? No, but he was, he was uh, dependent upon substances. Oh. He then challenged the will and the court actually successfully found him to be a dependent, even though he wasn't living with her. Oh, wow. And then the cat ended up getting a lot less than the son. And that's a, that case doesn't really fall by many lawyers. But yes, you, you can leave something for your animal. And I just did one today where I actually left a, you know, an allocation of monies for that person. And then you can leave something for charities as well. A lot of people will, you know, if they don't have kids leave it to a charity or they might say you know what after my spouse and my children instead of giving it to other family members give it to a charity so that you know that it's cut off mm-hmm. because for some people we can go on forever yeah. what happens if your spouse passes away? Kids kids gone, grandchildren, mm-hmm. grandchildren gone, siblings you're not going to go on for an eternity so having a charity is a nice way of wrapping it up and then we also say well if that charity doesn't exist anymore then it's going to go to a similar type charity so if it ever ends up becoming the Connor McDavid Stollery's Hospital <laughs> we can give it to that versus a Stollery. Okay.
1: So and final question uh, for you and thank you so much for taking the time today, Andrew. I uh, really appreciate it. Um, you guys said uh, lawyers keep a copy of of, uh, of the will. Where
2: should we keep our copy? Yeah, I, I typically tell recommend clients keep it in a safe place. That doesn't necessarily mean a safety deposit okay. box. You should be giving copies to, to your uh, executors, your attorneys, your agents. We actually give three original copies of the Power of Attorney and Personal Directive mm-hmm. because the institutions like banks, land titles, hospitals, etc. will want originals for those yep. typically. You do only have one original will though, so that needs to be kept in a safe place. Okay. If you are going to keep in a safety deposit box, let your executor know what that number is or the code or give them a key prior to passing away just to avoid any issues of the bank causing a, a huff if they go there to deal with your will.
1: Andrew Ko taking, going into overtime on the 6.30 Chat Afternoon News this afternoon. Again, you can follow him at Twitter at that lawyer guy If you're looking to find out more, listen to this conversation again. You can do so easily. 630Ched.com. Breeze, I'm sure, going to put a copy up there. Uh, it's already done. It's going to be up there. So go to the afternoon news and uh, click on the link and you can uh, listen to it all right there. Thank you so much.
2: My pleasure. Happy holidays, all.
1: The countdown is on to Christmas. It is, it is. And if you're excited about it like I am, I'm thinking about yummy food and probably a little too much eggnog. No, I don't eat eggnog. Don't drink eggnog. Don't eat eggnog. You don't eat eggnog. But you do eat my son's eggnog because he did make eggnog once that was. um, Well, let's just say the eggs didn't um, do what they were supposed to do. So, yeah, it was uh, it was kind of gross, but it's also a time of year. This is a struggle to keep uh, the pounds off and keep, you know, the energy up and maybe get back to the gym or stay with the gym, that sort of stuff. Always lots of uh, diet and food exercise questions from Chedville. So we brought in two experts, two of my good friends, Heidi Bates, who runs the program that trains all nutritionists. Dietitians, registered dietitians. Sorry. That's okay.
4: And nutritionist. I use both titles.
1: <laughs> in Alberta and uh, Shara Vijant, the owner, operator, personal trainer at SVBT. Thank you, guys. Great to have you in. i um, curious right now what you think the biggest misconceptions right now out there about food and weight loss. Who wants to start with that one? You know,
4: I think that people think that healthy eating is really really hard and we need to take it back to basics. You know, we need to start cooking. We need to But be- that takes
1: time, I Heidi. Oh, <laughs>
4: I know, but it's time that you use to decompress, which is the other thing that I see a lot of is people eating cuz they're stressed and they're overwhelmed and we're using food, you know, as kind of a crutch. Mm-hmm. So you know, get back in the kitchen, cook some potatoes and some great vegetables and, you know, make mm-hmm. a meal and enjoy with your family.
1: I think for a long time people have thought that we can get to our are vitamins and, and whatnot from supplements. And I know, Shara, I think this has been a thing for you for a very, very long yeah. time about, you know, stop taking the protein powders or whatever it is, the, the powders and the pills, yeah. and just get it out of pure food. 100%, and and fads. Like, the the biggest thing for weight loss and, and food
3: and fitness is fads and trends. Everybody jumping on the quickest, easiest. If it, if it says, um, lose this in 30 days, whatever, it's not gonna work, because it's not gonna stick long-term. It's short-term, and you need to start thinking, everybody needs to start l- thinking long-term so that they're not co- constantly going back to the point where they have to lose weight again because they keep gaining it back because it's a fad or a trend or something that's catching in the fitness industry. Now, I like go back to basics. Go back to basics with fitness. It doesn't have to kill you to be effective.
1: Walk 30 minutes a day? 100%. Perfect.
3: Easy. Like it,
1: it, can be that simple, but we want to com- we want to complicate it because but, the- well we're all because we're, we're inundated. You talk about these fads and everything yeah. that's out there right now. I I googled this. I googled this <laughs> afternoon. Great. Right. Yeah, I did oh, the no. Google thing. Yeah. you know the fads. You know the fitness fads, and I was like, okay, the oh high hit training, the high intensity level training. Um, you know. CrossFit, um, this, 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 uh, bodyweight, CrossFit, yoga, all that sort of stuff. I'm like, I've done every single one of those. And I think uh, some of them are are really great. I didn't really like any of them. Exactly. and That's why you didn't stick with it. Yeah, You have to find something
3: that you like because then you will stick with it long term. And it doesn't have to be one thing. What if there's two or three things you like? What if you like yoga once or twice a week? What if you like to walk once or twice a week? What if you like to play tennis once or Mm -hmm. twice a week? That, that all works. It's all keeping you active, which is what
1: fitness is about. It's just about being active and 100%. doing something.
3: Yeah.
4: Well, and people gravitate towards things that they like, and we go away from things that we don't. So if we're eating foods that we don't actually enjoy at yeah. all, like, you know, <laughs> that's not going to do it. It's just, And it's the same with fitness. If yeah. you're doing things solely because it's the, you know, the thing to do right now, but you hate or, it or you're getting hurt, well you will not stick with it and it's about what you do most of the Mm -hmm. time like it comes back to that with lifestyle it's it's really what we're doing day in day out Mm -hmm. all those little things that are the deal breakers not something you do once a week yeah you know and hurt yourself or or using fitness as punishment you know, I mm, ate yeah.
3: bad today, I gotta get on the, I gotta burn it off, which I absolutely despise cause that's creating a negative relationship with exercise and fitness. So now you're using it as a punishment for something that you ate wrong or you did bad. Mm-hmm. And then you're putting labels on food as bad. And then you're creating more psychological issues than anything <laughs> about food, which which I have experience with. So fitness n- needs to build you up, not break you down. Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to enhance your life, not take away from it. So, so you have to find something that you don't feel as punishment or, or attach the whole punishment
1: label, too. Yeah, there, there can be a real cycle with that. And, you know, Heidi, in, in your job, <coughs> excuse me, you see that all the time. Shar and I, I mean, we go way back to bodybuilding days in, yeah. in the early 2000s. And you talk about developing a very weird relationship with food and exercise. That was, that was eye-opening. If I knew then what I know now, Same. would you have ever done it? Never.
3: I never never would have done it because it just created, um, you know, body image issues, bad relationships with food. Um, Food food and exercise and fitness are supposed to add to your life, Mm -hmm. simply put. It's not supposed to be something that becomes obsessive. There's nothing wrong with being aware about food and educating yourself about better food to help to create better health. Same with exercise. But when it starts to become obsessive and uh, you're thinking about it too often and um, worrying about it. Like, when there becomes worry about it, mm-hmm. then, then that's, you know, you're going down the wrong path.
4: And we see that at Christmas. Like, right yes, now we're going right to have now. people on Friday who are not going to eat all day <laughs> because there's a Christmas party. Yeah. So I'm going to starve my body all day long <coughs> so that I can, you know go to town at the Christmas party, well, your body needs food and fuel all day long. Like, don't do a disservice to yourself. And also, by the way, at the Christmas party, if you've not eaten all day, Mm -hmm. the the little plate is not going to be a little plate. It's going to be a big plate Mm -hmm. because now you're starving and you're around food and you're setting yourself up for... You know, making yourself feel bad because you overdo it then and the person feels bad and it's that whole cycle, right?
1: Well, and let's not forget what happens if you haven't eaten all day and then you go have a couple of drinks. Yeah, that's never good at a Christmas party at <laughs> Christmas either. Party. <laughs> <laughs>
4: There's whole stories yeah. about those. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's a rule. <laughs>
1: that's a topic for another day, friends. Um, I, you know, when, whenever we we talk and we get you guys in and we start breaking down things in, in different programs and I like to throw these at you and I know okay. I think last time when you were in here and people were like, asking, well, what about this program? And what about this program? And what about this program? And, you know, here I have keto, Mm. slow carb. Yep. Are they the same
4: things? No, but they both involve restriction of certain Mm -hmm. foods, which I think right there, like for me, the first thing I look at when I look at, you know, eating patterns or plans is, you know, is it, Is it telling you you have to cut things out Mm -hmm. that you actually enjoy and it doesn't even really make sense? You know, if you look back, like, we were talking before we came in about, you know, our grandparents and how people lived, right? People ate basic meals that contained carbohydrate-rich foods like potatoes or pasta or rice. They were just really active and balanced mm-hmm. it all out, you know? And I, I think sometimes we're looking for the magic bullet that doesn't exist. You know, it, it's simple Been looking and,
1: for yes. it for years. You know, and
4: lots of people have. It's their life quest, yeah. right? It, literally, it is. It's the amount of money and time they devote looking for the simple mm-hmm. fix... And it's never coming. And a lot of times, just. You know, let's take it back,
1: right? You know, it's yeah. amazing because my my, uh, my husband, Coach, has been doing keto now for months, and it's working fantastic for him. But he's always known that, you know, he needs to cut out those starchy carbs and the all the, you know, white bread. And it works great for him. I, I did it for a couple of months, lost some weight, and then I'm like, I kind of miss carbs. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. and so I kind of, I, I, fell, I fell back off of it. I'm still trying to find the, the balance. balance. That's yeah, what, balance. And that's the key. The balance is, like,
3: anything in excess is never a good thing. Mm-hmm. Things Think about it. Anything in excess is never a good thing. Extremes. So extremes never work. They are short term. So you have to think, where do you, I always say when when a, when a client asks me about nutrition plan or, or, or mm-hmm. program or whatever, I'm like, can you see yourself in five years doing this? Is it, is it going to, is it sustainable? Number one. And does it st- serve the body? Number two.
1: And, yeah, and you know what? I remember you know the programs that you had written up for me mm-hmm. in the past had a nice balance of everything except for alcohol, <laughs> <laughs> which you know was never Sorry, on any list for group. me. Yeah. Yeah, it, was, it was never. And um, but I also just found that you know seriously, you have to be at that time in place in your life to to commit and really want want to do it. And until then. But now, with that being said, it's it's it, we can't have that all or
3: nothing mentality. That's mm. where we also go the opposite way. It's like, hey, it's I, I'm gonna be 100 percent perfect, and if and then and then if you're not, if something happens that day, we at office, someone brought a donut, you had a donut, well, the day shot. Or I'm might not, as well just, just go yeah, eat whatever. Going, no, oh, I'm not gonna go work out either. No, you know what? That's life. That's balance. You know that some days you go out for uh, on a Thursday, and it's not you know part of your your plan, and you eat out, and that's okay. You get back on the horse, and you you continue your lifestyle. Cause that's what it should be about is creating a lifestyle and within that lifestyle there's going to be bumps in the roads and there's going to be life and mm-hmm. birthday parties and christmas and everything else if you're doing it all year you don't have to worry about christmas
4: yeah it's it, just another it's just yeah, another chance to balance it out you know yeah. and look at like 80 20. 80 percent of Love the time it. you're doing pretty decent eating yeah. you're you're active 20 percent of the time we okay we celebrate life with food yeah. who wants to be the person on christmas day <laughs> Who wants to have that person for dinner? Yeah. Um, doesn't, fit where, my where doesn't want to Sorry. eat anything. Yeah. It you know, <laughs> like it, that's how we come together as people, and it's we're lucky that we have food to be able to do it. You know,
1: yeah. You, I'm already out of time for this segment. We need to take a break here. Uh, Heidi Bates joining us in studio, Shara Vijan joining us as well. We're talking nutrition. We're talking fitness. I want to talk more about that balance. I want to talk about injuries. Mm-hmm. If you have a question for either of them at 6.30, give us a text. We'll get to them as well. The three thirty news with Eileen Bell now
0: engaging conversation with Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott this is the Afternoon News on 630 Chat Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station.
1: It's so awesome to have a registered dietitian over there at the U of A, Heidi Bates, in studio this afternoon, along with my pal Shara Vigeant, the owner, personal trainer at SVPT. Great, gym uh, over here on the, the south side. Um, a couple of texts coming in this afternoon. So refreshing to hear someone talking real world and common sense. I hate hearing, can't eat this, can't eat that, everything. Thing is so bad for you and but but it's easy it's we, we get fed that non non-stop oh let do this plan do this plan and it's going to work quick but don't know, worry forget, about it
4: we forget that you can cut things out and it can still be bad you know if in food particularly you can cut out all kinds of things but unless you fill those holes back up with you know wholesome foods it, you can still actually have a diet that is pretty mm-hmm. low in nutrients, and at the end of the day, the the tale of health is told by how many nutrients you have, not what you cut out. Mm-hmm. You know, it's
1: it's it's more than just whack whack whack. <laughs> Someone texted in and said, "I'm 44 years old, a uh, female 44. Any uh, foods that increase metabolism?" And I'm going to suggest, share is going to say, "Exercise will increase metabolism." Who's so uh, Heidi going to say
4: that? Yeah. yeah.
3: yeah. Well, and, and, and there's still a lot of science coming out that talks about is is there is there. Actual food and, and exercise that increases metabolism, but that's a catchphrase in our fitness mm-hmm. industry right now because we all think that we need to increase our metabolism. Well, if you're you are you don't know that unless you get some blood work done and go see a doctor and you have a thyroid problem and, and mm-hmm. whatnot. So so go get assessed first. Um, but
1: increasing metabolism is a
3: catchphrase in the fitness industry right now.
1: But here's the thing, I think for, you know, this texture as well as a 44-year-old woman and as a woman who's in her mid-40s and it seems like for things sure. just kind of come to a screeching halt and all sorts of things. Hormones. And
3: come to, yeah, hormones. hormones. I get it, but you still need to go see a doctor okay. and see if there's actual a hormone problem or if it's something simple fix that's happening in your lifestyle like stress Mm. Um, and you know we were talking about stress that is stress is one of those things that can affect your your nutrition your your overall health your well-being your mental health and when your mental health is not there everything goes to the wayside Mm -hmm. right so you know I'm 41. I get it. There's a hormone. There's hormones. I'm dealing with hormone issues. And I went to a doctor. I went to a doctor and oh, then the they guys
1: out you, there are now like talking. Oh, God, oh, they're great. talking hormones. Know, I'm sorry, but,
3: <laughs> but, but, but But I mean, men deal with it, too. Yeah, they, absolutely. Just they just don't talk about it as yeah. much as women. And, I, you know, we have to be careful of these fitness catchphrases. What can I do to increase my metabolism? What can how about what can you do to improve your overall health? I know it sounds very all encompassing, but it's true. You need to go first to a doctor and get a physical and see where you're at then there. That's a good starting point Mm -hmm. for most people.
4: And then do a lifestyle check, like legitimately, because one of the things we know is that physical activity levels drop off Um, as we age and also our need for food kind of slows down a little bit too. Well, if you don't manage those two things just a little bit, you know, keep going. Don't slow down. Don't stop being active. Keep going. And then just make sure, extra sure, that the choices you're making are 80% of the time pretty great and 20% of the time you got some room for fun.
1: 80-20, I love that. I think everyone needs to remember that, 80-20. And uh, Marfa says, do people just set their goals too high? I just lost 23 pounds by not eating chips and drinking Yes, It took me six weeks. Yes, Yay. the goals
3: are way, way too high, especially New Year's. Oh, I'm going to do everything. I'm going to stop this. I'm going to stop that. I'm going to ha- live a really horrible life and I'm going to lose 20 pounds and then that lasts for about two weeks because you hate life. Yeah. And then, the, the, you know, professionals are there to help you set realistic goals. Sometimes one change a week, and this is what we teach at my yeah. gym, one change a week or until that change becomes a habit, then you do another change. And those are very simple and easy to follow. And I'm not telling them to sit down and cut this out, cut that out. Add something. Addition, um, subtraction, but you know, you add something and take something away can actually help with your life. So add in more water instead of saying taking away something. And that can improve health. But one change a week. And water, water, water.
4: Yeah, it's an important day. Well, and we just for a lot of people, we just don't think about water. I mean, I'm I'm guilty that I have to really work at it. It's not something my sister is like the natural water drinker. I'm not. I Mm -hmm, always give her a hard time. You know, so you sometimes we have to make the healthy choice be the obvious choice. And so, you know, know that about yourself. Like basically, I'm I mean human beings, we're kind of slackers, everyone. (laughs) And so if we have to crawl over the pop and the chips to get to the healthy stuff, we're probably not gonna do it, right? (laughs) Yeah. So make the things that you want to choose out there front and center and if you want to go you know have pop or chips on a weekend well then go get some for the Mm -hmm. weekend and really enjoy it don't feel bad about it you know have a movie night enjoy yeah but just having it around you all the time you're making it harder for yourself than you need to be put the things you want up front. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it's water because it's not my thing. And and when
3: you start living that 80-20 kind of lifestyle um, before too long, you're feeling so good. The choices become easier yeah. because because you feel good. And then when you do eat the fun food or whatever, you don't feel so good on it. And then you, you can't wait to get back eating the good food. Or, you know, I, I I don't even like the label good and bad. I don't like labeling foods. But there's better choices,
1: you but know, I think for it's as your pal- much, your palate, right? right? Like, yeah. your palate
4: actually changes. Like, you start to prefer... Foods that are just you know better quality, the yeah. of vegetables and fruits you'll seek them out i I people I know my family hate me when we drive around looking for restaurants because i'm I'm sort of picky because I like a certain kind of mm-hmm. food, yeah. And it's not got anything to do with fast food, not fast food. It's just that I like a certain taste, yep. right? And that develops the more you practice
1: it, because it's yep. a skill. Out um, of Drayton Valley, um, I've been leading a focused fasting lifestyle for nine months. Feel and sleep better than ever before. Physicals have shown healthy blood results. I've lost 70 pounds, 75 pounds today. will continue this regime for the rest of my life. On day three of seven, day fast each day in the potassium and pink salt. It's called the snake diet for him. He, it's worked for... For him and again is it one of those things like for example the keto thing is working very well for my husband right now if it works for you let, great but lo- are
3: you gonna do it for
4: five years do you see yourself doing it in five years see that's like what has worked mean because like in our industry lots of times we'll oh, this diet works it works but then people there's a, I mean 90 percent of people will regain the weight that they lose on a fad plan so did it really work because when I say something works As far as a lifestyle change, it actually sticks, you know, and that's the, that's because behavior modification yeah you've actually changed what you're doing fundamentally and it's now part of what you do to me that's what works and, and some of these things maybe they will stick with you maybe they won't but that's really if you're using the word works that's what you're looking for it actually stuck
3: and, and he's and, and a lot of times we attach um, works or the idea of something working by a number on the scale uh, or I've lost weight therefore it's working okay but are you feeling better living better it, are you healthier was so, that fat you lost not your muscle exactly like do, mm-hmm. the number on the scale? does not define health. It doesn't.
1: Well, the last time uh, Heidi was in, I know Gina was asking. She had uh, lost some weight, but she said uh, her pants were fitting different and everything, but she said the, the number on the scale hadn't really yeah. changed her one way or another. Yeah, yeah. Um, some people get very, very addicted to that yeah. scale um There's i love I lo- women it dictates I love, your day i yeah. love the scale i want to know what's going on whereas as as my husband is like he hasn't been on the scale through all of this he's just going by the belt notches and that's fine because he knows that he will become obsessive yeah. about it Good. um is it a once a week thing that we should do if you are doing a scale or how
3: do you i feel once a week i you know Pick once a week for the, and stick to that one time if you can handle it. But if you find yourself getting obsessive or worried or anxious or any type of emotions about it, then don't.
4: Because oh. for it, it does for a lot of clients that I see, it changes their whole day. Like yes. they'll jump on there and they have an idea of what the number is going to be, and then it isn't that number. And a day that started out as positive yeah. and I'm energetic has now been, Oh my gosh. Yes. what's the point? I might as well just scrap everything. And if it's doing that, like, then do use your clothes size. Just yeah. figure out something else because that's not worth it.
1: Way in day when we were training, oh, yeah. when we were bodybuilding, weigh-in day going to the trainers it and it'd be like, oh, i got to make sure I go pee first. Yeah. And mm-hmm. oh, no, did I have a bowel movement yeah. today? And there was always source, yeah. all sorts of excuses. Yeah. And it was basically It was awful.
3: So much stress. And then it was a good day or a bad day after that. And and then even the week like yeah it'd stick with yeah, you right for sure
1: yeah. uh it's 3:47. we'll be back with heidi bates and Shara Vigeant uh coming up. i want to talk about um energy drinks okay <laughs> oh look at the faces on both of you i want to talk about energy drinks and supplements uh, all that and more still to come
0: 630Chad welcomes legendary recording artist Rod Stewart, April 6th at Roger's Place. Tickets now at LiveNation.com. And for a chance to win your way in, click to 630Chad.com.
1: registered dietitian at the University of Alberta and Shara Vijant, the owner and personal trainer, not the only one at SVBT, there's one of many, (laughs) but she is also a personal trainer over there. What do you guys think about um, caffeine drinks? I think that, well, I mean, first of all, people
4: are going to do coffee, tea, things like that, Mm -hmm. but I think when we get to energy drinks, we need to take a step back because an energy drink isn't just the caffeine although that's a big part of it there's a lot I mean it's a, like drinking several cups of coffee compressed into a small container but the amount of sugar mm-hmm. that comes with yeah. but they're sugar free now too well but here's my thing <laughs> if you're that tired like I think too we need to go back to lifestyle, lifestyle. if you're that tired that you're relying on drinks you, you can't make mm-hmm. it without that drink this is your body's way of telling you like for the love of God have a nap yeah. Yeah. get some sleep Like eat better eat better you, it's a sign to me of Lifestyle imbalance. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're really relying on energy drinks, you need to take a step back and do a lifestyle check. And I believe it's unregulated, is it not? Mm-hmm.
3: It's very unregulated. So I think they have to only list what's in the ingredients up to 20% or something. Don't quote me on mm-hmm. that. I don't know. But it is, you know, supplements, same thing, unregulated. So why put stuff into your body that you're really not, it's not regular. Mm-hmm. A Snickers bar is more regulated than the supplements you're getting at the supplement store. And it tastes store. better too. Oh, 100%. <laughs> but yeah, but supplements are one of those things now yep. that everyone thinks that it's what they need. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, supplement should supplement if you're not getting what you need. It shouldn't be relied upon. If your diet and and or sorry, your nutrition and your exercise is on point, but you're still lacking something, then you should go get blood work done, and see what's lacking, and then supplement. Not rely upon. Yeah. And... Just because.
1: This one came in and said, "Hey, you guys. Um, I'm curious if either of your guests have read the Four Hour Body and what you think of it, the book."
4: I have not.
1: I have not. Um, I don't. I have it at home. Oh
3: goodness! What is it? Tell us. Well, again. I don't. I haven't read it. <laughs> <laughs> to me, to me, to me, yeah. the, the, right out of the, ga- the gate, it's like yeah. it's another fad, another trend, another, another quick fix, another something to buy. Our fitness industry is a billion dollars. Like it's huge on selling you th- something because we're also gullible to believe that something will work and it'll be easy. Sorry, but getting healthy and fit is not easy. It is just a little bit of consistency over time.
4: Yeah, and if you look, like in the United States, they've been tracking successful losers. You know, mm-hmm. people who've lost 30 pounds or more and kept it up. And, and, you know, really those folks are not doing crazy things. The majority of them for physical activity are walking mm-hmm. for 45 yep. minutes to an hour a day. Not even all in one boat. No. Like they're breaking it up, go after, you know, lunch, do whatever, yeah. right? And then they're just choosing you know, basic things that work for them and their lifestyle. And consistently. Consistently and being consistent. See, that's the problem with extreme is it's impossible to be consistent yep. and if you can't be consistent you're not going to see the benefits. So, exactly. you know, liquid meals Okay, except that that argues against everything. Adult people have these hard white things in our face called teeth, <laughs> which means we're supposed to eat solid food. So we don't, we're not liquid meal consumers. Yeah, you how know? and how boring! And it's boring, and it gets repetitive, and you can't be consistent with it. And you know? after
1: about three days, you want something oh, solid, and you're yeah, yeah, you're going hangry. Hangry? I don't. You don't <laughs> yeah. want hangry women. That's no. never going to no. be good. Hangry men either. either. No. Yeah. <laughs> what about you know using things like uh, you know Fitbits and trackers and that sort of stuff? <laughs> Um, you know,
3: Fitbits, you know, the, whether they're accurate or not doesn't really matter. If it helps keep you consistent, I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. Whether it's accurate or not, I, I, I don't really care. If it, if that's what you need to have on your wrist to, to remind you to get active and to get off your butt, then go for then it. go for it. Yeah. And then go for it, yeah. As long as it keeps you consistent, if, I don't care what it is. There's a lot of
4: those tools. I mean, you can't change behavior that you're not aware of exactly. and that you don't mm-hmm. own. And so they're kind of a valuable piece to kind of help kickstart that awareness level of yeah. things, you know, and just sort of remind you, okay, I this is why I was going to keep going today.
1: Yeah. So as we wrap this up and, you know, three weeks from Christmas going into that uh, that uh, holiday season into the new year, how, <laughs> yes. how do, uh, what is your advice and I don't even want to say for staying on track, but how do you, what is your advice for um, measuring success over the next four or five weeks? Well, why are we measuring success? Well, success could be making a plan to walk every day. Okay.
3: During, like, Starting a plan over the next three weeks might be the most difficult thing you've ever
1: done. Okay, so Correct? maybe we're just trying to be consistent because we okay. started it six months ago. Um, you know what? Uh,
3: pick and choose. And and I always say if you can get some type of physical activity in to change your mood, it'll change your habits. It'll, it, it you know... Moving is always going to be an answer for me. I'm the f- mm-hmm. I'm the fitness person here because it changes my mood, um, and it's going to help you make better choices. Yeah,
4: and see, and I would say decide what hill you're going to die on. Yeah, because there's things <laughs> that, that are going to be offered to you at Christmas. that, frankly, you could get every day of the year. Like chocolate chip cookies are available 24 seven, 365 yes. days I a like year. That. But you know what? Really good shortbread that your grandma makes. Mm-hmm. Not so much yep. my friends. No. And so <laughs> enjoy that. And then, and really, that's the hill maybe you're going to die on is the shortbread hill today. Then go for a walk, enjoy that, celebrate with your friends and family, yeah. be thankful Don't. you got food and people. and Don't beat yourself up, Don't and enough yourself. with the guilt
3: because yeah. that just is a whole nother spiral down where it's just you get sad and guilty, and it's just nobody wins there. And it's just enjoy the holidays like it's, it's the holidays,
4: it's yeah.
1: supposed to be fun 80 20. If there's anything that you take out of this conversation, yeah, I think that's the yeah, big 80-20. one 80 20. And, and be f- be uh change your lifestyle all year so that
3: when this time of year comes around, it's not even a blip on the radar. It doesn't even matter because you are healthy all
1: year. Yeah,
4: one of my dietitian friends says it's not what you do between Christmas and New Year's. It's what you
1: do between New Year's (laughs) and Christmas. Isn't that the truth? Isn't that the truth? Heidi and Shara, thank you so much. Always love having you in. Thank you so much. Thank you. The
0: 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.